Hello, lovely people, and welcome to the first episode of the brand new podcast series, Girl Boss, a rebrand and replacement of my original podcast, Rose Gold. This is hosted by myself, Nikki Mahone, founder and designer of online jewelry and home wear brand Nikita, which has recently been rebranded completely as well. I've been so excited to record this episode as an introduction to the series. I'm referring to it as the pep talk, as I want this to be something you can come back and listen to when experiencing any feelings of self-doubt. I don't know about you guys, but with everything that we've had to deal with through the pandemic, followed by the social exhaustion, the growing anxiety we feel using social media, pressures in our day-to-day lifestyle and career, I'm so sick and tired of not feeling in control of my emotions and constantly doubting my ability. I wanted to record this as I wish I had something similar to listen to as a pick-me-up on days when I'm not feeling particularly powerful. The Girl Boss podcast series will be a safe place with good energy, bringing you real, inspiring conversations with like-minded, ambitious business owners, some of which you're likely to already follow. I want to delve into what doubt they feel on a day-to-day, but ultimately, what keeps them going. This first episode, however, is just going to be me and you. I'd encourage you to listen to this on your own, perhaps take me with you on a walk whilst doing your chores, having your morning coffee, or getting ready and travelling into work. I am personally well and truly done with the downs and I'm so focused on building mental resilience so I can stay consistent in pursuing my goals. So buckle up because I'm about to give you a pep talk, lift you up and remind you who the fuck you are. I'll be the first to admit though, I don't have it all figured out. I still experience low days and self-doubt, but through running a business and being responsible for the livelihoods of my team, I'm often having to push past these feelings and show up every day regardless. And through this, I've learned some things on how to manage these feelings. Being your own cheerleader. This is something I've unfortunately had to learn the hard way through feeling disappointed in how those closest to me have shown support since starting my business. Whether this be through past relationships, strangers online, or even those who mean a lot to me in my life now. I've had to cut ties with unhealthy friendships and relationships and lower my expectations with certain people to allow me to focus my time and energy on those that have my best interests at heart and towards myself and my goals. Learning this over the years, however, has not been easy and is probably the main contributor to any feelings of self-doubt I feel when it comes to chasing my dreams and putting myself and my brand out there. Constantly seeking external validation is something you find yourself doing less of when you're truly invested in what you're working on. I recently spent months working in private on rebranding my company and I've never felt more alive. I wanted to produce something that I was 100% proud of. And as I was building it, I felt the need to keep it to myself as others' opinions genuinely didn't matter to me. If I did share something with someone and the feedback wasn't positive, it literally bounced off the invisible bubble of determination I'd created for myself. I notice I seek validation from others more when I'm not sure about something I'm doing myself. And any negative feedback hurts a lot more because part of me may actually agree with it. When you've found that thing that feels 100% right, it's as though nothing or no one can affect you negatively. When I started working on my first website and jewellery launch in 2014, I only told a handful of people, one of which was a family member whose first reaction was, what if you end up like the guy in pursuit of happiness? That was literally the last thing I needed to hear at the time, but it didn't dent my determination because what I was doing just felt so right for me at the time. I believe there are three types of negative comments. Ones that are meant with love and are from people that are looking out for you. Those that can be turned into constructive criticism and those that are coming from a jealous place and are intended to bring you down. The first two are worth absorbing and the last one is one you need to learn to dismiss entirely. Someone else's self-criticism being projected onto you is not your problem, it's theirs. Taking a moment to compartmentalise any negativity into these three categories will help you 
assign the appropriate amount of energy you need to give to them. Some negative comments have actually helped me improve aspects of my life and business. So rather than dismissing everything, take what you can from loved ones and any genuine criticism and turn them into something positive. There is always room to grow and improve and you can learn something from any individual person. Learning to be accepting of both good and bad feedback whilst maintaining your bubble of self-determination is when you will be at your most powerful. Ultimately, no one will care about what you're working on more than you. You are the one with the idea. You're the one with the why and the one who has to put in the work and learn from the consequences. So any choice you make is yours, not your family, your friends, your teacher or anyone online. The best advice I can give is to work in private. There is so much beauty in privacy and it becomes more and more underrated with the growth of social media. I've said it before that you should treat any life change or business idea as though it's a baby's name. Often expecting parents don't share their baby name ideas because they don't want anyone's opinion because at the end of the day, it's none of their business. Why should something you're working on for yourself be any different? I didn't even show any of my loved ones my rebrand and my new website until it was ready for launch. It was my baby and a true work in progress and until I felt 100% proud of it, I knew I wouldn't be ready to compartmentalize any comments from others or process them in a healthy way. So I kept it to myself and I was my own cheerleader. Constantly cheering yourself on is a skill that needs to be learned through practice. We need to learn to stop relying on others for validations and just start to back ourselves. I try to practice this in everyday parts of my life, such as health and fitness or improving our home. It's as though you need to prove you can do what you set your mind to to yourself before you will ever be ready to present this to other people and take on their feedback. I am briefly interrupting this podcast to let you know about our sponsor, which is my own brand, Nikita. I thought, why not sponsor my own podcast? Our listeners can enjoy 20% of all products using code GIRLBOSS. We are a brand dedicated to bringing you exclusively designed, empowering jewellery and home decor that would make an amazing gift for a loved one or treat for yourself. We have recently rebranded and made so many improvements to our packaging, our sustainability focus, our website design and user experience, our shipping time and customer service, as well as our jewellery materials to ensure they are waterproof and last forever. We also offer free empowering desktop and phone wallpapers, as well as carefully curated music playlists for your every mood to keep you motivated throughout your day. We offer free shipping, next day delivery, free returns, free gift packaging, and we have over 5,000 verified five-star reviews across our selling platforms. The website is nikitabynikki.com. And again, the code is GIRLBOSS for 20% off everything. I hope you're able to make use of the code. Do let me know what you purchased and happy shopping. And thank you so much in advance for your support. It genuinely means the world. Now, with that out of the way, here's the rest of the podcast. Self-care. The idea of self-care is one that's thrown around a lot these days. The connotation being a bubble bath, a face mask. However, there are so many more aspects to this. I believe self-care is ultimately how kind you are to yourself. So this means in terms of creating time to exercise, being mindful of what you put in your body and what you allow your mind to absorb on your phone, for example. Backing yourself if you have an idea you want to pursue. Saying no to things you just don't want to do. Being kinder to yourself in these ways will also mean you can be better towards your loved ones. I noticed I'd made a shift when I went to Go Ape recently and was absolutely shitting myself, but I was speaking to myself so nicely in my head. I could hear myself saying things like, you can do it, you're doing so well. I've never experienced that before and I decided I was going to try and do that for myself every day. Practicing gratitude is the key towards happiness. If you regularly take stock of what you do have rather than focusing on what you don't, your self-worth will change entirely. 
Even if today you wrote down 20 things you love about your personality, 20 things you love about your appearance, 20 things you love about your day-to-day life and 20 people you love in your life, and you practice this every few months, I really believe that will contribute positively towards your self-worth. When you are more in tune with what you're grateful for in life, you're more resilient to life's inevitable challenges. I recently experienced something with my business where for the first time I paused and thought to myself, what is the point in carrying on? It was a huge knock for me, but I reminded myself I have so much to be grateful for and that this challenge is just part of life and something I can take on the chin and learn from. I basically just decided that the good outweighed the bad and I wanted to carry on. Burnout. This is a topic that unfortunately I am all too familiar with. I set very high standards for myself, which is something that can be a good thing, but can also lead to a sudden decline of exhaustion and unhappiness. I've learned to take regular breaks now, even if it feels completely inappropriate. For example, two weeks before my big rebrand launch, I went on a spa day, or three days before my launch, I went on a three-hour lunch with my mum, something I would never have allowed myself to do in previous years. I did that because I knew if I didn't temporarily slow down the pace I was currently working at, I was due a big fall. Burnout can almost feel like you've gone back to square one. And to ensure you are moving towards your goals, it's beneficial to take regular intervals of downtime to keep yourself on the upward trajectory. If you almost imagine a graph that's hurtling upwards and suddenly takes a sharp dip nearly down to the bottom against the graph that is still moving upwards, but almost in the shape of stairs, the flat parts are where you regularly pause and take time for yourself. So the next day, you start where you left off. We can work towards something and enjoy life at the same time. We don't need to delay gratification. Life is too short and we all deserve a work-life balance as opposed to working ourselves to the point of burnout and only then taking the time to look after ourselves. Consistency over motivation. You may have heard this phrase before and it's one that we need to keep reminding ourselves of. The feeling of motivation is unreliable and so many factors of our day-to-day life have the power to affect this. However, if you set a routine and you make a small step towards your goal each day, you will get where you want to be. The human brain thrives off routine and is most likely where most of us felt unsure of ourselves throughout lockdown. Our routine was forced to pause or change entirely, which affected our focus. And for those more fortunate, encouraged them to focus on something new. If you work in private on something until you are genuinely sure of it and then pursue the goal with conviction and consistency, you are far more likely to get where you want to be. My biggest challenge this year was dealing with the feeling of overwhelm. I had a lot going on at the same time and I constantly felt I was letting myself down even though I was exhausting myself every day. It was though I was focused but at the same time completely lost. The thing that helped me most was adjusting my daily routine. Going to bed earlier and waking up earlier changed everything for me. The hours I'd waste binging TV before bed were replaced with an early morning workout or yoga practice, or sometimes even catching up leisurely with housework whilst listening to a podcast. So by the time I came home from work, I was in an entirely different headspace and felt less overwhelmed and actually proud of myself. I could then relax in a completely different way. Rather than sinking into the sofa hoping to forget who I am and what was on my to-do list for a few hours, I gave myself more grace to chill as I knew I'd be heading to bed early and would have same time to tackle anything on my to-do list early the next morning. Even on bad days, I had my routine that I'd made for myself to fall back on rather than allowing myself to spiral. It took around two weeks for me to get used to this new routine, but it's something I'll try to keep to during weekdays as I notice a dramatic shift in my mental capacity and overall happiness and self-worth. Making changes. If something in your life isn't working for you, you have every right to change it. 
I was feeling this about my business and my Instagram page for years, occasionally in fits of tears because I felt trapped in this world, having to be someone I wasn't and then being judged by thousands. I wasn't 100% proud of what I was putting out there, therefore I couldn't handle any negative feedback. It was years later where I finally took the plunge and updated my page and branding, and now I feel the exact opposite. It took work, however, and a tremendous amount of self-belief. Some days I felt sick with nerves because I had no idea how this change would be received by others. Even updating this podcast, it took me two years to make this decision and actually pursue it, but I'm so glad I did. Change and growth is underrated, especially in the online space. The algorithm wants us to have one niche and stick to it and produce the same kind of content over and over again. But if something doesn't feel right, you can change it. That, of course, applies to all other aspects of life as well. We need to stop fearing change and almost gravitate towards it so that we can keep evolving. It's important that we don't let ourselves get too comfortable. Limiting your intake of toxic content. What we're subjected to online has a huge impact on our mental well-being. And although we can't control the majority of it, we can control how often we open the app and what we see on our feeds. To modify what you see more of on your social media, perhaps spend time hiding some content on your explore page and feed so the algorithm can understand you better and what you like. I'd also recommend regular breaks from social media. I know people who are online and create content every day without breaks. And I also know people who have no form of social media and they're very, very different people from one another. The person I'm thinking of who is without social media is so much more content and present when we're together and generally a joy to be around. And the other has a, an uptight, skeptical, distracted nature to them. I think it makes a huge difference on your personality as well. When taking breaks from social media, what's worked for me before is either removing the app from my phone for a little while, but do bear in mind if you delete Instagram, you will lose your real drafts. I learned that the hard way, so <laughs> consider that a warning. Or I hide the app in a folder away from my main home screen, so it's harder to find. I then move apps like Pinterest in its place because if I have some downtime, I can look at Pinterest instead and feel inspired and mood board any future goals for myself. I found that apps like Pinterest are far more positive than other social media apps. And with this in its place, I have something to open if need be, but I'm still taking the break from the other apps until I'm refreshed and ready to return to them. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is focus. I recently read Stolen Focus by Johanna Hari, and it is absolutely amazing. It helped me piece together some fragmented feelings I was experiencing and made me realize how distracted we are conditioned to be by all media. Everything we use nowadays is designed to steal our attention and time. And the more we lose this, the less we focus on ourselves and the things and people we love. And it really affects our mental health. Even just taking the time to sit and actually read this book felt somewhat alien to me after years of Netflix just playing the next episode without me even thinking or TikTok stealing half an hour of my day out of nowhere. He talks about how being so distracted stunts our creative thinking. That is why we come up with all of our best ideas in an overwhelming way when we're in the shower or in bed because we're finally alone with ourselves for the first time that day. Imagine how amazing our creative thinking could be if we're able to actually harness that time and focus and allow our minds to wonder more every day. He talks about something called our flow state, that moment where you're so consumed by something you're doing that everything fades away around you. If you're reading, writing or creating art, for example, and the more we experience this level of focus, the happier we'll be as humans. I would definitely recommend reading this book as it really shed some light on what is actually happening around us and how best to avoid these everyday distractions that are constantly forced on us. I hope these points can help you in your day-to-day -day life. I wanted this to be honest and helpful and something you can come back and listen to if you start to doubt yourself. 
But to end this on a positive note, I want to invite you to take one deep breath with me. So I ask you to close your eyes, take one deep breath in, deep breath out, open your eyes, shoulders back, and remember who you are, and please have the audacity to be whoever you want to be today. Thank you so much for listening to this Pepper Talk episode. I really hope to have you back. We've got so many exciting guests coming up. And yeah, have the best day.